So for the counselling side, I can't speak for the coaching side. I'll let Sarah speak for that side. But for the counselling, I've already been speaking to uh, people who, who just do counselling, don't, don't work in my space, uh, yeah. about whether they have ever worked with people uh, who, who cannot have children. And they have. And it's kind of, they, they, you know, they've sort of said, oh, and I'd say, well, how have you worked with them? And they've sort of said, well, you know, and I this is what I've done and I said well have you thought about did you ever bring any bingos in and they're like well what bingos I said did you ever say to them have you thought about and they went yes we have and it's like well that isn't really keeping someone safe in what is meant to be their their space their space to be not fixed just listened to Welcome to the Full Stop Podcast with Sarah Lawrence, Berenice Smith and me, Michael Hughes. And if this is your first time here, our podcast delves into the many facets that make up the childless identity, as well as what is going on in the wider childless community. And our hope is that with all our special guests, we can help you craft your own narrative and what it means to be part of the childless community. We also aim to educate those not in the community so they can begin to understand and support those in their lives who may be facing a life without children. Now, this episode is the anniversary of three years of the Full Stop podcast, and we have dedicated it to the wonderful initiative that our own Sarah Lawrence, along with her colleague, Sarah Bagger, are working on. So let's let them tell you all about it. Sarah, welcome to our birthday episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's that's exciting. exciting. I, I'm, I feel privileged that I'm uh, allowed to be here on your show for your birthday. I missed my birthday again this year because I had COVID two weeks ago. So it was all right. Yeah. Well, consider this a, a, another a birthday themed thing. No. <laughs> Are you, better, are you better now Sarah yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like yeah. I've got a bit of a head cold still but my energy levels are so much better even than they were like a week ago so yeah yeah that's good bloody covid yeah but Sarah just just for my own because I'm a geography geek where in the UK are you I'm right at the bottom Brighton's right on the south coast um okay. any further I'm in the sea or in France I know where that is my, my cousin lives there <laughs> yeah I love Brighton. There are so many people in that part of the world in our community. I'm, I'm going that down to Wilmington in um, September, and I think there's about there's at least three or four people that I've got to go and meet there. Oh, Michael Road Trip, see. <laughs> 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 there's quite a lot of people there. Hey, you got, you got a lot. You got a long there. way to catch up with me. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah. I saw I, I saw Mina in South Australia when I was there. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> for an introvert, for an introvert, I won't do too badly. Given that. No, no, I have to Such an introvert, really. Sarah, yeah. I'm so impressed because you've put on your social media that you're going to be in the Brighton Open Studios as well. Yeah, yeah. So this time next week, Madness Begins, um, I, I exhibited part of Artists Open House two years ago before the pandemic, um, but it was... I had eight other artists in my, basically in my living room, um, <laughs> exhibiting. And I kept two of my paintings up, but I didn't have anything to sell because I hadn't been painting for like years, but they encouraged me to keep some of my paintings up. And off the back of um, the great feedback I had about those paintings, I, I started painting again. So now I've got like a whole collection of my own stuff that I'm going to be exhibiting. 
Fighting but scary at the same time. Oh, well done. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I, I empathise with everything you said. I, I stopped creating and painting and doing anything um, during IVF. And, and since I haven't really done very much at all. I just haven't had the, the confidence to do it. But just feedback like that is just priceless, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. It goes really well for you. Let us know. Thank you. I think that I've got, um, I've got, a lot to thank really I think from my old coach um mm. to get where I am because I think when I saw a life coach the last time round however many years ago that was six years ago it, he re he really recognized and I discovered that I was missing that creative side in me and I sort of like there was all sorts of hang-ups about you know from my past about confidence and whatnot and so he really drew that drew that out in me so yeah this I'm, I'm in a good place I think that's really good that's fantastic as long as anyone not no, no one's too mean to me oh <laughs> walks no. in and walks out because they don't like it oh <laughs> no, I hope them. they're just you know they don't know good art then do they <laughs> yeah no, well you just uh, and, yeah you can't appeal to everyone no, no exactly that and, and I think that's the good thing about having a house with like nine different artists that hopefully you know you come somebody comes in and they like something uh, of it yeah art subjective so absolutely I oh how exciting though mm -hmm. I can't wait yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so birthday you're the guest Sarah other Sarah Sarah Lauren Sarah <laughs> this Lauren. is weird <laughs> yeah you're, you're in the hot seat oh Michael this is fun isn't it be, be kind be gentle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we've invited you here today to talk about something that's very, very exciting that you're both collaborating on. And so the podcast, really, it's over to you two to tell our audience what you've been doing and why it's important. No pressure. <laughs> you should start, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought, oh, right, okay. Well, I mean, I guess so. I, I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll introduce Sarah in a minute because not everybody, you know, not everybody yes. might know Sarah, but I guess um, what we've been collaborating on is we are both very, very passionate about mental health, particularly the mental health of our community. Um, I'm obviously a counsellor and Sarah's a coach. So we're kind of coming at it from opposite ends of kind of like the journey. I know we always talk about journey and we all sort of go, Ick. but actually in terms of our mental health, there is very definitely a journey. Um, you know, it's I, I tend to see the people at the very beginning um, or kind of in the middle. You know, there is no time frame on this. It's kind of where you are in terms of your state of mind with your mental health uh, and when you kind of reach out for help. Uh, and I started to notice in my own journey, and it's kind of why I retrained, if I'm honest with you, that there wasn't really any uh, therapeutic space for our community. So when I went looking for help, which was a big deal for me to go looking for help in the first place. I was walking past play sets. I was walking past family photographs. Uh, I was being hit with a few bingos in that safe space. Like, have you thought about adoption? Have you thought about this? And I was really quite shocked at how um, trained therapists couldn't sit and just listen to my pain rather than just try and, you know, try and fix it. So for me, that was why I retrained. And all the way through that training, I knew that it was kind of bigger than that. Yes, I love working with our community, but I really, really wanted to give us a voice and say, well, look, this is a thing. 
we do need therapists, even if they're not part of our community, to get on board with the fact that we have particular needs and particular, um, yeah, particular needs in that therapeutic space, rather than just saying, oh, well, it's grief or it's shame or it's trauma. It, we have particular needs and that is um, something that needs to be highlighted. We're not really visible at the moment. So that's kind of the project we're working on, uh, the Childless Mental Health Hub. Uh, a place where people can come if they are either looking for help or or a coach or a counsellor or a psychotherapist or if they are a, a coach, a counsellor or a psychotherapist looking to collaborate and raise our voice in this space. That, in a nutshell, <laughs> is what we're working on. And it, and it kind of is, is okay if I, I just intersect Sarah, <laughs> Sarah L., um, I kind of really, it, what you just said reflects why I started my blog and how we got in touch really. Um, so I st started writing a blog about, I don't know, eight years ago, something like that now, um, because I felt that there wasn't enough support out there um, for my particular situation, which is a bit complicated, complicated and it's not really relevant to today's um, subject. But I felt like if I wanted to talk about my own situation about um, egg freezing and childless and more my confusion, and all I could find was sort of medical things about fertility and often about couples going through it. So I was really confused and I actually reached out to a coach at the time. But it wasn't about childless. It was about my confusion about where I was in life. You know, where did I fit? You know, everyone was married with children and I just felt really lost. Um, and so I didn't reach out to a counsellor because I didn't feel like if it was um, something historic, it was something that I wanted to work forward with. And I think that's kind of sometimes the difference when everyone always says what's the difference between a counsellor and a coach is that it's a different stage of your journey, like um, Sarah's just said. Um, and I've got a history with um, mental health. I've never suffered personally with mental illness, but I'm very, very aware of my own mental health and where it dips and um, the different parts, you know, even even in a woman's cycle, you know, I'm very conscious about that. And I've invested quite a lot in my own diet and health um, uh, um, around my mental health. Um, and I also um, supported a partner um, years ago who suffered with depression. And I've seen how that affected his work, and my life and all the people around him. So it's, a, it's something that I feel really passionately about. And I feel that even though we've come a long way in probably the last 10 years, there's still so much ignorance around it and not enough support, I think. Oh, so true, isn't it? It's, I think it's kind of what we're sitting with is the, that we are in kind of a transition, I think. I mean, my, my history, I, I mean, I'm, I'm different, Sarah. I did, I've had a long, long, long history with mental health problems. And I think that's kind of why I was drawn to counselling rather than coaching. I am, a, I am a life coach as well. But for me, my passion was helping people that, like me, have really struggled with their mental health even before the childless came, childlessness came along. I mean, I think for me, I noticed that my reaction to my childlessness seemed far, far, um, 
far, far more extreme than perhaps just grief. I noticed that when people were grieving, it was a very different journey. I, I, I experienced mine as a trauma. And that was partly because of my, the stuff that predates it in my childhood. And I've worked very hard on picking myself back up. My 20s and 30s were marred with terrible mental health. And then along came my infertility. Uh, well, I call it my fertility shit show, which it was. Uh, and then obviously my hysterectomy as well. So it really threw me for a loop. So my mental health was already below par. And then along came childlessness. So for me, the counselling really draws me in because I do see people that have, I guess, a history before the childlessness, childlessness comes along. It's such a word, isn't it? Get to yes. <laughs> so I think for, for us collaborating together, um, I, I don't know about you, Sarah, but the first time I met you, we did not stop talking for an hour <laughs> and a half. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't get a word in. We were just like blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but for me, I think what I like about Sarah is that she has a very different perspective to me. So it, I don't think this hub would work if we had both had the same perspective because we want to come at it from very different angles. So Sarah is coaching, and I was confused in that moment, and that's the help I needed. Whereas I'm, you know, mental health had a history of mental health, and some people that's what they, they're wrestling with so I think the fact that we come at it from such different perspectives really adds uh it's going to add credibility and two different perspectives mm. that hopefully anybody that comes looking for help they will be able to find it in the hub yeah and I think um I should point out too that although I um life coach for the childless community I don't just coach the childless community and I I made that decision on purpose because I I want to keep a reality of you know everyone's different and everyone's got different problems and it actually if we can understand other people's points of view so if I you know speak to mothers and fathers and you know aunts and aunties and you know the whole cross-section whether you're young or old or in the middle then hopefully you know we will become more of a unit rather than all these this segregation that people don't understand people's views so yeah no. So, so can, can I can I just can I just get a word in, please? <laughs> I told um, you, I told you, didn't you? Get me and Sarah together. You cannot get a word I've been, I've been in. Waiting too much. So I have now, though. <laughs> so, I, I just I don't want to I don't really want to lose the momentum. But just for our audience, Sarah, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how far do you want to go back? Look, it's it's totally up to you what you want to share, how you want to share it. But I know our audience will be going, who's that other woman? Who's that other Yeah. Sister? Okay. So especially um, me, because I'm a nosy bugger. <laughs> I I said already that I live in Brighton. It's a very cosmopolitan yeah. um part of the, the, the country, if people don't know it. I'm very liberal. Um, um, but I came from a very different uh, background to that. I actually grew up on a farm in the southwest of England, uh, very rural. Um, I have three brothers and sisters and my parents are still together. I came from a, a very traditional family of you, you, you just believe and I believed all my life that I was just going to have a family that I didn't have a longing. I just assumed it would happen. Do you know what I mean? I, that's that's the reality of it. And society, as I realise now, has a total bias towards that. Um, and I have to, you know, correct my family now so many times about things that are it says, you know, people that I meet that I haven't seen for so many years, and they're like the first question they say, "Oh, Sarah, are you not married yet?" Or not, mm. you know, 
no no partner no. I'm like oh god why is life a tick box it shouldn't be a tick box anyway so that's my very background um I moved away I went traveling came to Australia moved to New Zealand for a little while um then came back um and moved to London I've had a lot of relationships um some longer than others I had a one relationship with somebody who I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with um and he suffered with depression and that really um, affected our, our relationship. Um, we couldn't move forwards and, you know, who knows? I, you, you don't know, do you? If he didn't have de- mm. depression, it might not have worked out e- either way, but I wanted to have a family with him. It didn't work out. And I was 38 at that point when I, um, when we broke up and it, I was dev- like literally devastated. Um, it was the hardest thing in the world because of my age. And I honestly believe that because everyone around me had moved on. Um, and I just didn't know where I fitted. And I panicked. I literally panicked. Um, uh, and I decided to freeze my eggs. Um, and it was always with um, the, the onus of um, I want to find a partner I still want to conceive naturally if I possibly can, but there's some, you know, hope, hope that I might be able to use some frozen eggs. Um, and that was several years ago and it, things haven't happened like that. And I'm not the type of person that rushes into a relationship just to have babies. Um, and I'm really now happy as a single person. So I have decided that that life is not happening for me. Um, and I, I won't have children. That's, that's a reality that's been quite hard for me to articulate and tell people and it's really only started to be able to I've I've spoken to Sarah about it and literally a handful of friends I've actually been able to be really honest and saying I'm not gonna have children Um, and really that the pandemic has kind of really hit home that and obviously lots of people have suffered too with the fact that you can't date you can't meet anyone and it feels like two years of my life is almost being like voided in that in that area because it's you know it's hard enough to meet people when you're 45 which I am now as it as it is let alone um you know taking away you know human contact and Mm. lockdowns and whatnot so yeah that's where I am really I've had a lot of experience um with life coaching personally um I found hugely beneficial for my life work life personal life everything I find I find it a really empowering, positive way of moving forwards. Um, I have had counselling, but I had counselling through the fertility side of things to make sure that I was, you know, equipped to go through the process. Um, and um, I trained to be a, a life coach um, at a qualified two years ago. So, um, and then I I met Sarah through that network. I I actually didn't know anything about gateway women until I started to think what 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 makes me unique and you know are there people out there that actually coach childless not by choice community and then I found gateway women I just wish I had found all of that (laughs) many years ago and I found Sarah and everyone else but you know better late than never I would just like to recognize the courage you're showing them by coming on the podcast if if you have a very small circle of people that you've talked to this about so thank you no, that's so, all right. So, so how did you both meet then? So give me the nitty gritty on that. Okay. I love Sarah, that no, I think, well, we kind of, I think we met through, um, we've had a couple of meetings with the, the network, haven't we? And Meryl 
uh, Mary yeah. Weil, who's obviously a counsellor as well in this space. Uh, and we, we, we just got talking and then we decided we, we were going to meet for lunch. And I guess the rest is history, really, isn't it? We just sat and talked for a solidly i think the place was closing as well wasn't it we <laughs> didn't quite put the furniture up around us but no they were. Oh, that's always the best conversation if it's closing up around you <laughs> they would basically drop in massive hints though that there was and we looked around and oh there's nobody else in it yeah <laughs> so, are you yeah. sure you can't we can't get you anything more you know that kind of yeah yeah from the sweeping. <laughs> sweeping around us but yeah it's kind of like you know, when you just you, you meet somebody and you just immediately hit it off because you, you've got the same sort of interests and passions, even though you've mm. got very different backstories. And yeah, that's kind of where it came from. And I, as I say, I had this idea for a long time and um, I've sort of, <laughs> I hope you don't feel this way, Sarah, but I kind of feel I've almost sort of said, Sarah, you'd like to be involved in this, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, and she's, she's That's our that. podcast start as well. So. I know. <laughs> Just some gentle bullying. <laughs> well, once upon a time, I ran a marathon on the back of one of those yes, yes, yes conversations. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so bless her. Sarah's got to come along for the ride, really, because um, I'm kind of, well, as, you, as Michael and Berenice will know, I'm kind of, it's not going to be perfect. Let's just crack on with it. Um, so yeah and yeah I'm just really excited to be working with somebody else that's kind of really <laughs> as sort of excited and willing to just jump in and do it really because some people might try and rein me in yeah and I think sometimes I through my other hat as well as being an artist and a life coach um I used to have a, a full-time job in business um, until literally three weeks ago. And now I'm setting up as a business consultant. And I was saying to Sarah how useful it is when you're starting a project to not be in your own head about it. You know, like just having a chat with somebody else, whether they're, you know, childless or not, it helps that project because sometimes you can just get a bit tunnel vision. So I think that's where we've really helped, haven't we? B bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah, it's been really good because, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I'm i kind of an ideas person. I don't really do the structure. And Sarah, Sarah's going, no, 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 we need some structure to this. And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because <laughs> I, I just go, I just got idea, right, I'm going with it. Um, so um, it, it's been great, actually, because Sarah's sort of given me some ideas for the website. Uh, Berenice has been very uh, brilliant with sorting out our logo. So we've got a logo. Uh, put me in touch with somebody for the landing page so we uh, should have a landing page any day now which is very exciting and it means that we can start talking to people and and kind of connecting up with uh communities outside our own because as sarah saying for us it, it's not about talking to ourselves in our echo chamber it's about um uniting our voices as one and, and going out there in the big wide world and saying look we do need some recognition here for this particular area and in the mental health space so it's not just going to be somewhere that people can come if they need help and there'll be like a you know listings for all of the people that are members of the direct of the the network um, with our specialisms it'll be somewhere where we share knowledge we share research because um, i'm going to be doing a master's late later this year so it's really important for our credibility and saying well look we do need this space to say well here's the research because there isn't that much out there when it comes to childlessness there's some stuff there is some, mm. a few things around numbers data but there isn't anything through the mental health lens and sarah and i are sort of, were talking about it saying well 
I wonder if we were to look at our mental health as a collective, what would it look like? And you, you can only hazard a guess as to, in terms of, you know, depression, anxiety, trauma, yeah. uh, you know, suicide rates, you know, it, there just isn't that data there. And so having the hub means that we can kind of have a place where we can share that and start to research it um, and then share it with the the kind of the wider communities that are out there that we kind of do need to be talking to. So so the way I'm understanding that is that you would be one of those facets is you'll be looking at enriching the people in your network yeah. by sharing all those things. Absolutely. So, so um, I'm probably jumping the gun here, but um, would you would you see would you see in the future something like a a almost like an accreditation to be able to um, you know uh, be able to uh, give therapy to childless people? Is yeah. that is that in your future yes. long term plan? <laughs> yes, it is. Cool. I've already I've um, so for the counselling side, I can't speak for the coaching side. I'll let Sarah speak for that side. But for the counselling, I've already been speaking to uh, people. Who, who just do counselling don't don't work in my space uh, yeah. about whether they have ever worked with people uh, who who cannot have children and they have and it's kind of they they you know they've sort of said oh and I'd say well how have you worked with them and they've sort of said well you know and I this is what I've done and I said well have you thought about did you ever bring any bingos in and they're like well what bingos I said did you ever say to them have you thought about and they went e yes we have and it's like, well, that isn't really keeping someone safe in what is meant to be their their space, their space to be not fixed, just listened to. And it's kind of the number of clients I've had who, bless their heart, have stuck with counselling and said, actually, I've 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 had a counsellor that's caused me harm. And that really is not acceptable. Uh, I've had experiences of myself. I went to see. Uh, a counsellor after my miscarriage and I was I was an absolute mess and she the first thing she said to me is one number one have you thought about antidepressants number two have you thought about adoption and it's like that that is not and at the time obviously I didn't know that that wasn't okay all I knew was that I was sitting there and I'm feeling unheard and shut down and I lasted I don't know why but I went back three times and by the third one I went yeah I'm fine I'm done I don't need counselling and that was the furthest from the truth that it could have been. And it's like, it's not acceptable to me that our community goes looking for a safe space with people that are trained who cannot provide that space. It makes me, as you could probably tell, it makes me quite angry. And the it fact sounds, that- It sounds know, like it's an opportunity for people who are in the positions that we've all been in, because Sarah, I've been there too. I've gone the whole, um, yeah, I'm fine, I'm all right. Because mm. I don't want to go back dreading it because it's going down avenues where avenue things that parts of your brain can be poked around with by people and if they don't have the skills and the safe space to fix it you're left with an open wound there I think yeah. it festers and I'm quite sure that we've all many of us in our community if not all of us have had that experience at some point but it feels like there's an opportunity here as well as an accreditation for some peer-to-peer -peer training but also that anyone who's thinking they've come out of, of, of any situation 
um, whatever that might be related to infertility and they need to know what to expect of their counsellor as well yeah. or their coach what are they actually looking for in that person is that something you feel like the the childless childless mental health hub, yes. <laughs> childless mental health hub. we haven't said it enough and I think we've got to, keep that we've got to make sure we mention your website yeah childless mental health hub we've got to make sure that we say it a lot that's something that you think that you can offer as well within within the, the website and the facilities and the resources that you're you're planning to launch with absolutely it. i mean with my other hat on i'm a trainer mm. uh, i do it i do it in financial services but i am train i am a trainer and i think uh talking to my other colleagues there is a space for them to go and get cpd on this um continuous professional development so we as counselors are required to do that not to have a certain number of hours, but to go and make sure that we are filling in our blank spaces, if you like, so that we are working safely and ethically. But I've already said um, to people that I've spoken to that are interested in being in the network, that there is a space for us to go out and not educate, but kind of help other counsellors that have not got lived experience to be able to work safely with our community and not cause harm. It's one of the it's one of the three bullet points that we have about why we've set up. So absolutely, that's it's one of the first things that I, you know, that I was like, well, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. So yeah, Sarah, did you want to talk about coaching? I'm very aware. Yeah, that no, I I think um I can't put it from a personal point of view because I kind of almost missed the window. Like I I I had like sort of I looked things in hindsight with to do with my grief stage I would say I, I looked back and thought oh that's how I was feeling then I could have got counseling then but I can certainly it certainly resonates about coaching training because when I did my coaching training there were so many people on the course but it's been you know saturated through the pandemic everyone's like oh I'll be a coach it's unregulated in the UK still anyone can just they don't even need to do any training you could just set up a website and be a coach and there was loads of people on my course that were um hadn't even coached been coached in the past which I find baffling how can you know what that experience is like is if you haven't been there yourself you know um and when I finished my training um and I was having a chat to the course leader and the owner of the company about the childless space and whether it would be something that she would think would be viable for me to to offer my services and help she didn't even know it was a, a thing you know like she didn't even know there was a community out there um and kind of almost dismissed me of pursuing it so if she's an example and i'm not you know she was a fabulous trainer as such you know and it was a great course to go on but there's obviously a massive lack of awareness if she's an example that you know company is an example of awareness of the childless community out there and I, I honestly think it's a horrible thing to, to say I think coaching there will be a problem soon whether it's in the UK or, or somewhere else if it's not regulated because in the US they're like way far in advance but it's only going to be a matter of time I think that something awful is going to happen to some somebody because they haven't had somebody that's actually been trained properly regulated properly you know what's stopping anyone going to see a, a counsellor that's just 
like decided to step, step up and he's got a like fancy website after a week or something you know it doesn't make any sense no it's so true it is worrying isn't it mm. <laughs> just waiting waiting for something yeah. to go pear-shaped mm. oh it will absolutely yeah that's quite a scary thought yeah so Sarah B, that is part of is it would that be part of um, the coaching, uh, I guess, facet of of the childless mental health hub? Oh, I got it in. Uh, <laughs> would 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 you be looking at uh, some sort of regulation in terms of the the coaching side of things as well? Well, it would be eventually. It, yeah, eventually. it would be great. I think the thing is, it needs to come from a. a the coaching umbrella, not just coaching yeah. for childless um, within the UK. Um, and, and certainly, you know, if if there's certain people and, um, you know, focuses like us um, that are, are pushing for it, I think then there's going to be, you know, more um, emphasis mm. on on regulation and perhaps, you know, um, you know, there are associations of coaching, etc. And so if you get those kind of associations on board, it's more likely that they're that have more weight in our decision decision making. To be fair, mm. council is not regulated either over here, which is scary. Mm. So pretty much you can do the same thing. If you do an online course, um, you know, for not many hours, you can still set up as a counsellor. And, and that's why I think, you know, if somebody's searching on the, um, you know, just Google searching, life coaches for childless women men what what do they what are they supposed to be looking for when they get to that website are they you know are they supposed to be looking for a certificate or some case studies is a 20 30 minute chat with somebody enough uh, you know i think those kind of questions of how you select your counselor or coach are, are vital you know to, to that decision how, how can anyone make a decision after 20 minutes and then fork out however much money you know, some people even charge like block bookings you know more likely to be able to find <laughs> actually i think about how people come and find graphic designers and website designers and things <laughs> actually that's kind of pretty much how you find one of us and that's yeah. literally we're, we're creating something that can be undone yeah. yeah, to a large yeah. to a large degree, you know, not entirely with digital footprints, but we can kind of undo it. And at the end of the day, screw it. It's a website. It's a piece of paper. At the end of the day, invest a lot into it. It's not the same. Yet, counselling and coaching, you 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 can unravel an awful lot and not provide that aftercare and the support for literally such a, a, a very small investigative. Mm. finding somebody who could literally effectively change your well-being and your life for good but also for a hell of a lot worse yeah, yeah. well I've seen lots of courses that are advertised on Instagram I don't know about for counseling but for for coaching like one day or an afternoon I'm like how on earth can anyone get away with selling those kind of courses and then you can label yourself as a life coach afterwards so wow oh my god mm. i have seen that i have to say i've seen oh. it because i've thought about it in terms of like business mentorship and things like that and actually what i found is that it's very kind of it's like this is a a, a coaching course 
and you can use it for everything and you no, because no. it wouldn't be relevant to what I'd like to to kind of think about and do. So how how can you take one thing? You're you're quite right, Sarah. It's 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 a bit lawless, and it's mm. uh, it seems to be like six weeks to to be a counselor, and and yeah, you you get six weeks to be a graphic designer, and I can tell you that isn't that's not a qualification. Um, it's just flashing your money. They do it with a crayon. <laughs> Oh, PowerPoint probably. Anyway, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's yeah. You you kind of know then. You, you, it's quite easy to find out what constitutes proper qualification in that area without too much thought. But when um, yeah, when it's something like counselling and coaching, that actually is quite a difficult area to to unravel and to know what's appropriate and what is the right qualification to have. Mm, yeah. Frightening, isn't it? Really, yeah. yeah it's sobering thought well of course there's so much harm that's kind of you know I think if if the the thing that we said that was really important was that we know that the people in that network we trust Mm -hmm. and that they are qualified and that we're not you know we haven't got people that have done a day's course it's it's so important to us that actually we aren't inadvertently causing harm by almost in a way advocating for that person on our hub so it is important to us that these people are qualified and we know and trust that they are safe. That's really, really good. Is there any opportunity within the hub? This is an awkward question, maybe one you haven't thought of yet, but about kind of feedback and, and is that something you'd be looking to do or is that between the person and the person that is coaching or counselling them? So I think for counselling, I can't speak for life coaching, but for counselling... Uh, most all uh, qualified counsellors like myself who've done like I've done five years of training now um, they will be uh, registered with an overseeing body so like uh, the British Association of Counsellors and Psychotherapists or a National uh, Counselling Society something like that so it should be in a contract with your individual counsellor that if you have a problem with them that you can go to those overseeing bodies so anybody that has done a sort of a, a day's course online without any actual experience won't be able to get membership to those bodies. So that's kind of the first thing to look for, really. Um, but, yeah, the, the complaints would go through that overseeing body. I think they could do feedback. It might be something we look at. But actually, then, you, then you're kind of going into that all, almost like pseudo overseeing. And that, that at this early stage feels like a lot of work. <laughs> for me if I'm honest with you mm-hmm. what about you Sarah um I think it's even less with coaching because like I said you know you don't even need to do a course to become a coach um you, I was at the end of my course I asked um the person who ran or owned the company do should I register with the association of coaching and she said if you want to but as there's no regulations, you know, that's that's money that you're forking out. And the only person, the only person that holds that of any value, really, are when you go to do sort of um, corporate coaching in big organisations that look for that. Uh, I got my certificate on my website so that, that people know that I've done a course. But it it needs to have more detail, I think, about what you what your basic um, minimums would be if you you know some courses are like a day 
some take two years you know I, I had to do so many hours worth of coaching and academic side of things and I was assessed away all the way through my course so part of that journey I have been assessed and I have been given a certificate to say you know I was a, a correct level to be able to then start you know charging um, for my services but not everyone's gone through that so I think I think certainly a, a, a guide is going to be really helpful on the hub to help people with not only oh here's a list of counsellors and coaches but you know what you should be really looking for in that process so when does this all launch what's what's the time scale on this for you obviously i know about the logo but for the purposes of our audience where exactly are you right now and what happens next so we've got um we're, it's kind of like a soft launch it's kind of we're not we're not going ta-da you know but we we've got a we're going to have a landing page because i am off to the london fertility show uh, next weekend and I wanted to have something to show people that I'm networking with. And then in the background, um, we're going to be doing lots of work around the website and getting some structure in place, which um, Sarah B is better at than me. So um, <laughs> I'm hoping to have actually something really tangible that people can go and say, right, I need some help. This is where I can go by September at the very latest. So there's going to be a lot of work in terms of for me getting the I think the directory first I think the guide is a, a cracking idea in terms of what you should look for from your counsellor slash coach um, but yeah it's kind of having something really tangible by September that people go know that there's something out there they can just go to if they're looking for help it's a website url uh, it's it. it's really catchy www.childlessmentalhealthhub.com Dot com so i i could have gone for a shorter one but i'll be honest with you it would have cost it cost a lot more money <laughs> we, we did actually i sarah and i we can confess that we actually riffed this with the website um the the person i put sarah in touch with for the website and we were just like what 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 we were literally what's it called majority of the call <laughs> Oh, it was we're, so funny. We were coming up with all sorts, weren't we? And we're going, no, no. I got the whole scribble down here. And I don't think that the, the idea initially was that I do your website as well. But unfortunately, I was just too busy. So I wrote in a really lovely friend of mine um, who's fantastic, Susie. And I don't think she was expecting that. But she did come back to me and say, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. We like to kind of like, you know, yeah. something different to do. <laughs> Oh, Susie's brilliant and she's actually an ally she's not a member of our community she's an ally isn't she which is just brilliant it's bridging she's, that gap, yeah it? she's I, I in my my business so I don't necessarily work specifically with people who are, are childless because that makes it quite difficult to get the right skills from my clients but I always look for allyship and um she very much Susie is very much an ally and there's a few other people I know as well who have been actually part of our CIC journey the full stop CIC as well um which is something else that we obviously need to share on our birthday episode as well um <laughs> someone needs to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> so much going on there's too much going on to be honest at the moment um because we have a name 
and I don't think I, do you know what I'm I'm I, I I will confess that I'm I must be I think in the throes of some sort of perimenopausal god knows what because honestly the brain farts that I'm having have been so extreme that it's just been like I've no idea what my own name is today <laughs> anyway literally everything's list um it's all on Trello it's there I can run my business can't do much else um but I don't think we've said to our audience what our CIC name is have we no we haven't so who's going to tell them go on Berenice you can the full stop childless community <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! I, was, I should have that sound effect here but I don't oh, oh no oh, do we do them that'll do that's fine i know where the i know where the crickets one is but that won't be appropriate when we launch patreon funding i can categorically assure our listeners that we won't be spending them on sound effects (laughs) (laughs) so yes we are now called or we, we are not called we are still the full stop podcast so we carry on as we normally do it's um and these are actually susie's words that i i've written down and it was business as usual and that's oh, what she said yeah. and isn't she just so sensible so we will carry on as normal this will be a podcast it will turn up every single month um without fail um in some form we will be here and carrying on but we will also be setting up our patreon funding we're just waiting for confirmation of the cic with um accountants and legal things that sarah you're dealing with for us thank you yeah. and um Patreon, we'll be setting up the Patreon funding. And those of you that are subscribing to our listeners list, which you can do on our website, um, will be seeing the videos. So after every single episode, after, I'm going a bit more than that, after every single episode, um, you will see a video pop up from us on our YouTube channel. And um, you can find that also on our website and in the newsletter as well. And that's where we discuss everything that happens in the episodes, the three of us um, as presenters. You can actually see us talking as opposed to hear us talking and the Patreon funding. Everything will be going on to the Patreon um, site once we get that working. And that's where you'll find the videos. And we'll be launching a series of membership things so you can become part of the full stop childless community which will also be uh, very very closely connected to the childless mental health hub and there's also something coming up later on in the year um, that's still in my head I'm not as far forward as as Sarah and Sarah um, but a thing coming up about business mentorship and um, I will I'm unraveling it at the moment. I'm trying not to go, let's create the website. Let's do this. Um, um, there's an element of launch the damn thing, but I just need to give it a bit more thought. And that will be much, much later on in the year, probably around Christmas time. But Exciting times. Mm. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get quite a lot of people go, yeah, yeah. And I think it's in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not to steal your thunder, because I think this is, this is just so important. And Sarah, you've spoken to us about this a few times when we've had little catch-ups. And I'm so, we're just so thrilled that it's it's a real thing. It, it's coming to life. It's incredible. Well done. Oh, oh it's you. extremely important. Mm-hmm. You know, once you immerse yourself in this in our community and get to meet so many people, you know, the story that you told, Sarah, about going to that, you know, counsellor and, you know, the horror story, there's so many of them out there. So, so many, you know, and so this is going to be brilliant. You know, we, we, you'll be looking after those people that need the skills. I don't want to 
you know, to survive, so to speak. But then, Sarah B, you'll you'll be looking at you know for for them to thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, I bloody love that. I'm nicking that. <laughs> <laughs> thrive and survive. I, re- oh, I recently, I recently survive wrote and thrive. Five. We needed that right? <laughs> for the logo. <laughs> I should have just asked Michael. <laughs> Uh, I recently wrote um, uh, a blog post about um, passion and purpose because I feel like those are the two things that me I had I'd lost and I didn't know where where I was going. And since you know defining those, and they're obviously they're they're not like a set thing forever because I th- believe that life changes and you keep on reevaluating things. But striving is definitely about. For me, passion and purpose, having a purpose in life. And at one time I thought, well, I'm just going to be, you know, I have all these other things, but it's fine because I'm going to have little people that I'm responsible for and that will be my purpose. Mm-hmm. And without that, when everyone else is talking about theirs around you, because I, I, I think I have two friends that don't have children and that was their choice not to have children so I am very much on my own and I have quite a a, a good you know wide circle of friends so you know I I I can't advocate for this hub enough you know in Mm. terms of mental health and making sure that you don't feel that you're on your own I totally understand that Sarah because um just listening to what you said there um about having purpose in the clan of brothers as an example there is a always a lot of talk about what is my purpose yeah. you know so having 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 the ability to go somewhere safe and and a coach is would be um yeah would be fantastic so that brings me to a question have you got any blokes on the list yet <laughs> excuse me what on our or on our directorate yeah uh, yes Yes, we okay. have. It's, it's got to be, um, so we want to be diverse. So obviously it, it wouldn't be very helpful if we're all of the same sort of, you know, white middle class. So we are mm. looking to cover all of our community, not just one little segment of it. So now we've got chaps, uh, we've got obviously representatives of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so and there, we, at the moment, we've got people that are interested all across the globe. So uh, we've got America, Australia, UK, and a couple in Europe. So yeah, global then it's a global. <laughs> it's gone global, darling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you two, are, you guys just like have to ask you for autographs soon. Aren't you? <laughs> I think it's absolutely incredible. I genuinely am. Um, I'm sitting here looking at the two of you talking, and clearly you have a, a very, very deep and amazing friendship which is only to be expected knowing Sarah as we do <laughs> and I think that's wonderful but also just that passion you're quite right it's the it's the passion I can see it in your faces it's just amazing and I'm just thrilled that it's, it's happening this is, is is amazing and the power and the passion that you have to make life just a little bit better for all the people who come to our community to this space and goodness me it's a tough space to be in it's I think it's tough for our listeners to even listen to us and I think that's such an important acknowledgement that we always I'm always conscious of and that we all are every time we we record the episode or do something with the podcast it's it's how difficult it is to say okay I need to listen to the full stop that's actually a big big thing and to to go to a, to, to a, a counseling and to coaching hub 
and sort of get the right support is is life changing. Your mm. people's lives just just amazing. Well done. Oh, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I, I couldn't have put it better myself, Berenice. Well done. I'm the one doing the emotional stuff, Michael. Come on, get better form, please. It's Berenice, you need to come along with me the next time I try and do a work pitch, and you can just speak on my behalf. Let's <laughs> 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 trade. Just not shell it all for us. I'm a good talker, but when it comes to like talking about myself and putting myself on a platform, I'm never very good. So we are terrible <laughs> on the podcast. We are, we are, we are terrible mm. for it. I, I have to say, and also I think constantly, I, I have a business mentor who constantly berates me for not, not saying enough about actually what I do and actually mm. the importance of um, how design saved my life. And when you talk about identities and and losing that identity, and I, I think that's why I, I looked at your. Um, your your Twitter post about your art and about the open studios I thought oh god that's so powerful and I really need to to, to give myself a kick up the arse and actually I think probably what I need to do is find a coach to give me the kick up the arse to do yeah. that it mm. is an identity so actually in a way what you're doing is also beneficial um to me and will be to so many other people too mm. so thank you it's amazing thank you so much thanks for listening And we hope that you are just as excited for Sarah Squared, sorry, couldn't resist that maths joke, as we are. And if you want to find out more about their project, you can find it at www.childlessmentalhealthhub, all one word, .com. And if you want to find out more about our podcast or you have a burning topic we have not covered, please reach out to us as we'd like to be as inclusive and diverse as possible. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. And of course, at our website, www.thefullstoppod.com. And here you can sign up for our listeners list where you can keep up to date with what's going on in our worlds. And as always, it's important for us to let you know you're not alone. Yeah. No, thank you. This has been odd. <laughs> this has been really weird. <laughs> Not used to talking this much. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you, you weren't listening to us. That you weren't listening to ask the right questions. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was wittering on, and then you had to rein me in. I was like, flipping heck, Lawrence." <laughs> yeah. felt, felt like I'd verbal diarrhea at the beginning. It's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Michael goes, "Can I just get a word in?" It's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs>